0: Welcome to the podcast, Science of High-Paid, High-Performing, Happy Engineers. The show to help engineers develop all skills non-technical. My name is Aditya Gute, and I'm a speaker and a performance coach for engineers to transform them into rock stars. Because I believe there's a rock star hiding inside each one of you. And it just needs to be brought outside to uncover your full potential as an engineer. Welcome guys. Um, Today we have Chris Devitt. He started off his career in Air Force, later worked as an engineer, and then transitioned into business development and sales roles. He also has a part-time career as an elected official. During his career, he has witnessed ineffective and effective leadership. And so Chris Devitt is now focusing his remaining career on helping great engineers become great leaders.
1: Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful experience and um, I'm very excited to be here, DJ. Thank you, Chris. I have seen
0: your superb talk at MSC Connecticut when you talk about, when you spoke about leadership. So what makes you so passionate about the topic of leadership, specifically for engineers?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, I I started my uh, NSA, National Speakers Association, I started that journey thinking, I want to speak about leadership. And and as I went along, I was talking to great speakers and talking to speakers that talk about leadership today. And they said, you have a lot to say about engineering leadership. And I said, wow, that's, it's, that's interesting. And then I really looked back and I started doing research. And I thought, you know, I know in my school, I never was given a leadership course. No one ever said, hey, here's how... You know, as is, is I like to say, we're taught about math and numbers. No one ever teaches us how to, to um, give presentations or, 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 or lead teams. So I thought, wow, what a unique opportunity for me to take this, this whatever you wanna call it, <laughs> maybe wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and, and try to help younger engineers become leaders or even more senior engineers, you know, break out of this, you know, you don't have to just be an engineering person. You can be a leader and an engineering person. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, right, uh, many engineers, we don't focus on leadership, but as you get into the corporate, what makes you shine, what makes you grow is your leadership abilities. Sure. So, um, I mean, you have diverse experiences, right? You, know, you have experience in Air Force, elected official uh, business development. So, what is a message you would give, you would like to give your younger self who's about to enter corporate
1: America as an engineer? Well, yeah, what, what, a, what, what a great question. Um, It's it's a funny answer, uh, but uh, you don't have to focus on engineering. You know, it, we I think engineers as a group we focus on engineering. I mean, a lot. And I think about other so so I have an engineering degree and I have an MBA. And when you get your MBA or people have business degrees, it's funny I find. Oh, I have a business degree that is, um, you know, uh, specifying finance or, you know, and in our engineering degrees are, I mean, I'm a mechanic here, electrical engineer, you know, but I, I think if I could go back and talk to a, a, younger Chris, I'd say, don't have to focus on engineering. You've got to people. I mean, that's, that's really even, even for, for all my, for all my speaking and, and my mentoring. Um, you're, you, you need people, you need people to achieve your goals. Your company needs people. And what do people need? People need leaders. And just because you're an engineer, doesn't make you not be a leader. So you can be an engineering leader and, and, and that's kind of my theme. So I guess if, again, I, I would focus on not focusing on engineering, but make sure you, you understand the, the personal aspect of, of, of work and, and a career.
0: Yeah, people, person.
1: Um,
0: and, and many times we hear people saying, um, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, and your message seems to be in line with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: Chris, uh, you also shared Uh, one, a very powerful story about how you learned leadership skills from your daughter's game. If I don't, don't, uh, if I still remember it correctly, that's such a powerful story and how you bring out the leadership message from that story is very unique. So if you can share your message with our engineering audience on how
1: you can use leadership, that would be awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up because that's, that's my, my real passion. Right. So um, when my daughter was seven or eight years old, her best friend said, um, come play softball with me. And, and, and I live in in a town, Fairfield, Connecticut, um, boys baseball, they've been to the little league world series. I mean, three, four times it's baseball in Fairfield is just huge but softball you can't you can't find coaches at least back then you know so it turns out that my buddy was a softball coach and he said help me coach and and I'm no softball coach right I didn't frankly didn't even know too much about the game so I started coaching and I was I kept the books and I was in the I was in the dugout and over the years I started, I was observing these girls and it wasn't so much, did you just hit the ball or didn't you hit the ball or you had two strikes? Or I observed these behaviors. These are eight, nine, 10, my, my daughter's 17 now. E- even in fact, I was at her softball uh, tournament last weekend. And I noticed these leadership skills that they weren't taught. I mean, they were, they were little kids they weren't taught these were inherent things that were you know possibly taught by their parents or maybe they just realized this is the right way to act toward other people so one day i'm sitting in the dugout and i and i saw something i can't even remember what it was and i took down a note on my on my iphone and i said i have to remember this and i just started taking down these little notes and one day I had about 50 things written down. I had, wasn't even keeping track. And I said, I got to write a book, and I want to write this book saying um, uh, what girl softball taught me about business. And then that evolved, and it, was, it, tur- it turned into what girl softball taught me about leadership. And, and when I started this, this speaking journey, and I focused, I said, well, I'm going to focus on engineering leadership. I said, oh, I don't want to abandon this. But these messages are, are so relevant and so, um, you know, heartwarming and funny. I mean, they're, they're, they're crazy funny, a lot of them. They're, they're relevant to everyone. So I try to include a little softball message in with all my engineering leadership messages. So, but thank you for bringing that up. That makes me smile. Yeah, that's a great story. I mean, the fact that I can
0: still remember it today.
1: Makes uh, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, so it's, it's as, as you well know, when, um, when you as a speaker, somebody approaches you a day, a year, a month later and says, hey, I remember when you talked about X. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. So that happens. Exactly. So um, what would you say
0: about the common belief that engineers can't speak?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's my pet peeve, right? So I, um, I got my engineering degree and I'm working as an engineer at, at, a, at, at a large, large company. And um, I, got in, I got involved in an advanced design group and the group was called Design and Business Development. Well, I only cared about the advanced design part. I just wanted to engineer stuff. And I got on a program and one of the business development guys said to me, Hey, you'd be great at business development. You should think about, we need more business development people who know stuff about engineering. And then he said, yeah, you're an engineer who can actually put two sentences together. Huh. And I said, well, you know, engineers can speak, right? He goes, most engineers, they have no personality, so we don't want them talking to customers so so that bugged me right and, 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 and it, it bugged me a lot, and I thought, you know going into this journey here, I thought, you know what if i can if I can reach out to again I, I think younger engineers are focused, but even or even older engineers engineers are in the market today and, and just help them break this stereotype of you know, we're all a bunch of geeks, and we all, uh, we all can't put a sentence together. And by the way, the other thing I hate is, you know, we can't write. Oh, engineers, wow. Wow, that was a great paper. Who helped you with it? I wrote it myself, right? So, you know, engineering degrees hard. And, I, you know, I, I say this to a lot of people. I'm like, you know, we all became engineers, and that wasn't easy. Moving on to being a leader shouldn't be easy either. It's not. But listen, you already got an engineering degree you you've, you've got some hard stuff down you can knock down this next hard part so so that's one of my messages really is to to, to make people realize that through the actions of other engineers right so my my vision is young engineers are going to start standing up and they're going to start speaking with authority and they're going to start meeting customers and people are not going to go oh an engineer who can speak no it's going to be just implied that we we as a group of people can actually speak and put two sentences together and have a personality
0: <laughs> i love that vision chris and hopefully that that comes The vision comes through very soon because i also hear that a lot and it's true to a certain extent right because we've been so focused on engineering where we don't talk as much as engineers, but that doesn't mean it applies to everybody. You can't just have a blanket statement because then having that belief keeps engineers in that zone. But like you said, you know, it doesn't, but if you don't, if you're not putting them in a box, there are more chances of growth and uh, acceptance that engineers can speak, they can write, they can make effective presentations.
1: Well, and that's your message too, right? We rock star engineers, right? You, we, we want, I guess in, 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 different ways we're saying the same thing, uh, you know, at each and, I, and, and and I is that we want, we want this group of people we call engineers. I don't care if you're an EE or an ME or an IE or CE, whatever you are. We want to be considered more rounded individuals and, 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 um, I think when you become more rounded and, and, and when you can, when you can speak, you know, with authority, and you and you can talk about uh, other things, that's how you become a leader. And and I'll tell you, my my big focus when I when I you know speak to people is, it's really the first one is it's about people, you know, how you talk to people, how you engage people, how you how you use people to get to your goals. And I don't mean use it in, in, in a bad way, but you know, we're, most of our goals cannot be achieved, at least in corporate world, right, by ourselves. So we need other people to help us. It's brilliantly said, and which brings me to the next question.
0: Engineers, typically, we think that we can solve everything. Right? Huh. We've been rewarded for solving being everything, all the problems. So we don't like to ask for help because that's an ego hit. Right. So why do we need people? Why do we need mentors?
1: Well, um, I a, I, I, I've been a mentor for many years. Uh, in, in fact, I just, um, I, just, <laughs> I just wrote a blog that's, that's gonna go out on my, my weekly blog next Wednesday. About leaders or mentors, so um, I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> but um, uh, um, we, everyone needs a mentor. I mean, high-performing organizations, at all levels, up to the highest level, we all have mentors, and and the formal mentor process is 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 you know is sometimes o- overwhelming for people when you break mentoring down to you have a, a person that you can speak to who, who wants to listen to your problems and who's willing to help guide you in the right way, you know, um, it's, it's, it's less formal in, 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 in that regard, right? Um, but, and, and I've completely forgotten your question now, you've now you've asked me about mentoring. What was the- Yes, episode? I asked you.
0: Oh, the original question is uh, why, what's the importance of mentors in helping you achieve engineers' goals, especially because engineers oh. think they can solve everything by themselves.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, so you know, the the thought that engineers we can we can conquer the world, you know, you know, by ourselves, right? Yeah, that's 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 right. It's very important to be an engineer sitting, sitting behind a computer or sitting behind a desk and, and, and working out those calculations. This is, this is great stuff, and it's, it's great to be that engineer in the field. Um, every once in a while, we have to go sell ourselves, and we need other people to sell ourselves. You know? We need – and let me tell you something. I have an MBA, but, boy, I'll tell you what, there's no part of me that wants to be a finance guy. I don't need accounts payable, accounts receivable, all that stuff we need those kind of people and when you look at a broader organization or even a small business right you you have to interface with these other groups inside of businesses and 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 frankly just even as a small business to just get someone to say okay i'll give you a shot at speaking i've never heard you speak before chris i'll give you a shot at it so we have to be able to to, to communicate and I think one of the, you know, one of my top five things for people in, in engineering leadership is to get a mentor. And it's just to get experience with people. The more you can interact with people, just, just kind of what we're doing here, interacting with people and learning from people is, is, is an amazing thing that I think is very easy. And that, frankly, one of the things that I don't think engineers do that well. Because we, 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 we do kind of want to hold all this stuff inside. But that's, that's, the, that's what we got to break out of.
0: Yeah, very true. And it also gives a lot of fulfillment too. Just knowing people, getting to know people, building those relationships.
1: Right. Yep, absolutely.
0: So uh, you also mentioned that you mentor people and um, you, you give back to engineering communities. So tell me, how specifically you mentor your mentees and what they typically gain from the experience. My,
1: met, my mentoring philosophy is, is, is a very simple one. Um, we, when, when I first meet a new uh, mentee, I have one question. What are your, I have two questions actually. What are your goals and have you written them down and most people, oh, here's my goal. I can, they can spit out a couple goals. But only 3% of us, 3% of us actually write down our goals. It's, it's unbelievable. And the power of writing those down is amazing, right? So my first meeting with every mentee, we're going to talk about your goals. And you're going to, we're, going to, we're going to stop this conversation. You're going, you're going to go off and write down your goals. You're going to write them down. And then we're going to meet in a week or three days, whatever it takes. And we talk about our goals. And every conversation after that is building off of goals. It's very, very simple. You know, if your first goal is, um, I want to get promoted to the vice president of finance. And I say, mm, but you have an engineering degree. Maybe you should go get an MBA. We, we we explore that. Your goals drive all of these things, and they drive next actions, and they drive you know what you should do. And then, by the way, when you get and and I just I just started with a new uh, mentee a couple weeks ago, and uh, this this young man is uh, very interested in you know getting involved in the community, and and I said this is great because when you get involved in the community. Like I said, I'm an elected official, so everything is, what can you do for me next? So if you volunteer at, you know, I'll make this up, a toy drive. People see you at the toy drive, and they go, hey, will you come to my next event? So you meet so many people, and you interact. And by the way, you learn a very important aspect of of, of being a community servant, which is how to say no. Because it's very easy. Yes, yes, yes. You, you I, I know a lot of community servants that do absolutely everything they're asked of, and you stretch yourself too thin. So um, it's it, it's great experience, but it all starts with goals. It's it's a very simple equation. You start with your goals. You you work off of that. And uh, engineers, you know. So I've, I I mentor a lot of different people, but engineers really have the hardest time. Writing down their goals. And sometimes I go back and I say, okay, you're now a high school junior or senior. What are your goals? Oh, I want to get an engineering degree. Great. You've accomplished that. Check that one off your list. There's got to be something else. And you got to focus on the short term because the short, you know, if you don't have short term goals and you don't see forward progress, it can be very disheartening. So you have to have short-term goals and you have to have longer-term goals. So, very simple equation, but in practicality, it's, it's, it's complicated. It is, it is very really complicated,
0: um, especially like you said, right? You know, the statistics that 3% of us uh, write down the goals. That just says it all, why most people don't write goals and how a mentor can help them guide through the goals and also make that whole happen.
1: Yeah, I think people feel vulnerable writing down their goals so the first thing i do too is i send people my goals (laughs) and michael you you there's 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 a couple categories but one category is there's always personal goals so if you looked at my goals right now you'd see i gotta lose 20 pounds and i'm gonna get on the bike and i'm gonna do this and um and some other personal goals so i think when i share those with people it doesn't seem it doesn't seem so vulnerable, well you know I don't know if this guy I, I want to tell this guy that I don't feel smart enough for the next role, well, but we have to have that. we have to know that kind of stuff so that we can move you forward there's a lot of trust involved love that love that so Chris, one of the accomplishments you have had
0: over your careers is you know you're a speaker, you are an elected officials, and you know you've done many things in the business world, so tell me how you have conquer that fear of you know, speaking in front of people and becoming that effective communicator in the business world?
1: Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's, a couple, there's a couple of events in my life that I think have, have, have pushed me to where I am now. Uh, one of them was in my um, early 30s um, I started playing guitar. I had been, I'd been a musician when I was a kid. I played uh, woodwind instruments, right? So in my early 30s, I said, I'm going to play guitar. I started playing guitar. And then I got a little bored with that, and I started playing violin. And um, I, met, I met a musician who was, who was helping me, and he said, you're never going to be a real musician until you play out you get with a bunch of people and play outside of your house or their house or someone's basement. So I said, okay. So I I wanted to get in a country band. And I just couldn't find anybody. So there was an ad for um, some people looking for an Irish musician. Clearly not me. But I played guitar, played, you know, violin, fiddle, whatever. And I answered the ad and we became lifelong friends. And for five years I was in an Irish band. And when you stand up in front of people and you play, um, that helps you realize that I can make mistakes and no one probably even knows about it. (laughs) And then when you learn that, oh, I'm going to sing in front of these people. Then you realize that I don't have to sound exactly like the person who sings the song for real. Um, so there, there, there was that. And then I also realized in my professional career that I would go to a lot of meetings and, and I would hear people ask really serious questions. And you know, so for example, you know, when you're in a competitive environment. Selling a product, the question no one wants to ask is, How much? So I do deal, deal with the United States military all the time. So I'm at a meeting one day, and this guy from another company I didn't even know him. We're all sitting there and we're all wondering, how much has this guy got to spend? And we're all whispering, I wonder how much right and this guy raises his hand, how much do you have to spend? We all went. Oh, I can't believe you just asked that question. And the guy answered it. Oh, I have $20 million. And we all went, wrote down $20 million. And I thought, wow, this guy had the nerve to ask, and he got an answer. I was just lucky enough to be in the room with him, because and I got the answer too. So I said, I made a vow to myself. I said, I'm never going to be that guy. And you, 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 you have to be able to separate you, I'm going to be embarrassed if I ask a question or I'm going to get information. So I, I go to these, I go yeah, conferences or meetings. Uh, I ask a lot of questions. And in fact, in the business development, informal business development training, we always joke the person who asks asked the most questions wins. Because mm-hmm. that's when you learn data. You know, you learn data from people and you learn by asking questions. So it's been a process and, and that's one of the things that, that, that I speak about is you have to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And every once in a while, somebody's gonna look at you and go, I am not answering that question. Or you even get the looks. You're an idiot for asking that question. Well, you're not. You know what? I, you, you, you gotta develop a little bit of a thick skin and you have to realize that what, what, what you're doing for yourself is more important than than what other people think, true, truthfully. That's brilliantly said.
0: I I love that. And two main lessons that I got from what you shared. First, with first one is, you sang and played instruments in front of the audience. You connected with what you loved, which allowed you to put yourself in front of. The audience, so connecting with what you love is the first lesson. Second one is challenge yourself to ask questions. There are times when people think you're going to be an idiot. Still don't stop asking questions because it's not about other person. It's about you.
1: Right.
0: Absolutely. So, in conclusion, any messages you would like to share with our audience before uh, we end the podcast?
1: Well, you know, my, my focus is engineering leadership, right? Um, I, I, I think I, 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 struggled, I struggled with that a little bit, to be honest with you, because I really thought there was a need to learn about engineering leadership. But I, I didn't want to put everyone in that, you know, in that package, if you will, right? So I think leadership overall is, is, is very important, but, you know, with an opportunity to talk to a broader audience of engineers, I'd say, um, really think about being a leader and um, it's going to be uncomfortable. It, it, It really, it's, it's kind of the fact, right. And you don't have, you know, you take these, I don't even know the name of the test, the introvert, extrovert, you know, these, these tests, you know what? Anyone can do this. I, I've I've met great speakers and great business development professionals that were the most introverted people you ever want to meet, and then the most extroverted people you ever want to meet. So, um, if 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 I had to give a message, I'd say you know, write down your goals, and um, and find us, find me, and let's have a discussion. Uh, I you know I'm. I, I'm really passionate about talking to these um organizations, especially, you know, you know, ASME, those kind of things. I think they're wonderful, I think they're wonderful organizations that can bring so many people together where they can benefit from this kind of message, you know? And uh you know, if 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 I could get a couple people to mentor and a couple people to find so Forget me for a second, but if I could get engineers to go find mentors and help expand, you know, their base, or come to me for mentoring, um, you know, both of those are win wins for me. So, uh, don't don't think it by being an engineer, <laughs> you're you're, you're uh, again. I think every engineering degree is an amazing accomplishment for all of us that have accomplished it. And um it shouldn't be the end and you can be and you can be a leader, whether it's in a company or in an organization or in a volunteer organization, wherever you can be a leader. Hey, that's a powerful message,
0: Chris. Um, and like you said, you know, if, if anything mentorship, get a mentor because that's something as simple as that. Most, most of us don't because we are caught up in the motion of life and just go about it every day. Um, so the data community, you can find Chris on, you can contact Chris on the website, www.121leaders.com. I'll also be leaving his, uh, the link to his website and all his social media links in the description.
1: Thank you very so much. So you can
0: contact him easily of course. Um, and also you write some really informative and inspiring blog posts on your website. So uh, you can also find his blog posts on the same website. Any other resources that you would like to share with uh, our audience?
1: Today, Chris? Uh, not, not, uh, not right off the top of my head. Um, uh, if, if, if we start having a conversation, uh, you know, I'm sure there's something I'm not thinking about right now, but, um, There's a, there's a lot of resources out there. And, um, and I'll tell you that the other thing, uh, I I would love to hear people, you know, people's thoughts about how to propagate this engineering leadership message, because, you know, I I don't want this to be about me. I I really want this to be about a, a, about a community. And I think as we, as a community start becoming better leaders we, we raise the whole profession up. You know, I think I, engineering, I think, is a wonderful profession. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm proud to be an engineer, right? I'm not, I, you're not afraid to say it. I'm proud to be an engineer. And, and I'm proud to be a business development guy. And if we can bring that whole profession up a little bit, if each one of us could lift this up just a little bit, I think it's a wonderful thing. So I, I'd love to hear any thoughts people have, and I'd love to talk to anyone. And, and their organizations. Let's go. <laughs> Love, lovely
0: message and the vision you have. Thank you, Chris, for being on our podcast today. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Hopefully, you learned some important nuggets to uncover the rock star from inside of you. If you have any questions, you can reach me on my email at aditya at who we are. It's A D I T Y A at who we are.